Hello, dear friend. This is Anne Ajadiwi, dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. This is where we walk on water. This is where we tell ourselves that we're the that our lives are the letter that anyone can read by just looking at us. We are the ones who represent Christ here on earth. We are the ones who show what he looks like on earth. We know that many people will not interface with Christ directly, but just by looking at us, they will see Christ. Christ will be written in their hearts, just like he was written in our own hearts. And today, my dear friend, we're looking at the correlation between thoughts and words, the marriage between thoughts and words, the alliance between thoughts and words. However you want to put it, we're just looking at our thinking and our words. Remember, we did say last week that it is a new season and we're looking at a brighter tomorrow. We're looking at a glorious future. But you know, The future won't design itself. Somebody has to design it. And we're starting right. We're starting with our words, with our thoughts. And we're finding out how does this all work? What do we need to do? Are we doing okay? Or do we need to put some more effort? Listen to some of what the Bible says about these matters. In Matthew chapter 12, verse Three, it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 43, it says, a good tree does not bring forth bad fruit, but good. In verse 45 of the same Luke chapter 6, it says, a good man out of the treasures of the heart brings forth good fruit. And in Proverbs 18, verse 21, it says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat of the fruit of it. Someone asked, hmm, so what is what what, what are you trying to say? What, what what does that mean? All of that, what is what is what is what is that? I would say, is it so which one came first? Is it thing, is it thoughts or is it words that came first? You know, I think it's a chicken and egg situation that they are conjoined twins. They work together. Your thoughts, my thoughts form the words. My words affect my thoughts. And to be effective in life, I must be deliberate about both. So, I must be careful about how I think, what I think about. I must be careful about what I say, because what I say affects what I think, you know, but there's something that I have come to find out about thoughts. My thoughts are still in my head or they are still in my heart. But when I put them into words, then they assume a life that I have no control over. I have put them out there in the atmosphere. Once they are still in the thought form, they can remain with me and I can continue to mold them, to refine them, to bring them to be in conformity with what God would have it be. So my, my, I would say that thoughts and words, yes, they are related and they work together, but one depends on 
at what stage because you really can't say you can't say anything without thinking about it you cannot say anything out of the blue and i need you to know that your words are coming from somewhere so never ever ever just think that oh i just said it i just said it. no it's coming from somewhere you put it there and I can prove it to you how you put it there. You put it there by what you have been rolling around in your inside, what you have been putting in, the things you exposed yourself to. That's how they come in. Somebody said that they come in through your eye gate, they come in through your ear gate, and they come into your your mouth gate, whatever you expose yourself to. That's why the Bible says, be careful where you keep, where you keep company, who you keep company with. Because if you're a thief's friend, all you'll be hearing is how to steal. And all your heart will be indicting is how to plot, how to, how to steal and all of that. So what should a person do this season? Who knows that Their thoughts affect their life. The first thing I need you to know is what they said in Ephesians 4. It says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report, whatsoever things represent Christ. That's what you should think about. So let's say somebody throws a thought at you or something brings a thought to your mind. The first thing you want to look at is, is it lovely? Is this thing beautiful? Will it bring life or will it bring death? Will it help the matter on ground? Will it build or will it scatter? Can I share it? If someone were to open my heart now, would I be proud to say for them to see what is in my heart? Now, if you are not going to be proud for anybody to see what is in your heart, then you know what? You need to clean up that heart. Bible says we should renew our minds and that you must do daily. Discard the things that are not working for you and hold on to the things that are working for you. Make sure, make sure that that which you are rolling around, your thoughts, your thoughts, David said to God, he said, you you know my thoughts already. So God knows. The other person may not know, but God knows. And the Bible says that the person with whom we have something to do that we're dealing with, he knows everything. You know, God is God sees everything. He knows everything. So you keep it clean. Keep your thoughts clean. And when you find that your thoughts are not as clean as you need them to be, that's where you ask for help. Ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Ask for grace. And then deliberately, be deliberate about it. Deliberately, Fix your eyes, put your ears to things that are edifying, things that are building up, things that are growing you in the way you need to go, things that you are proud to announce on the housetop. It's a deliberate thing. Nobody's going to come and do it for you. Nobody's going to compel you to do it. Your thought is your responsibility. And going beyond your thoughts, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you must hone your words. You must 
carefully choose your words. The Bible says that the tongue is a very small instrument, but it has brought down kingdoms. So your words, you must make sure that your words are full of grace. How do you do that? We did say that you clean up your heart. You guard your heart. You keep your heart clean. Make sure that everything that is inside it is clean. Don't put junk in your heart. And how don't you, how won't you do that? Mind what you, where you go, what you see, what you listen to, all of that. And now when you are bringing them into words, mind what you say understand that whatever you say, you can't take it back again. There is an adage in the local African dialect that says that words are like broken eggs. Once you release them, you cannot bring them back again. And remember, Isaiah 55 says that the words that I speak, that my words have gone out, it will not return until it has accomplished. So every word that we release into the atmosphere atmosphere is going there to do something. Whether it's they are positive words or negative words, whether they are good words or they are evil words, whatever words that we release, understand you can't take it back. It must go and accomplish. And understand that life itself is a battle of words. So if you are not going to use good words, if your words are not going to build somebody up, if your words are not going to elevate somebody, give somebody life, if they are not going to enhance their spirit or enliven their spirit, then you you have no business putting that word into the atmosphere. You don't. It's not fair. It's not fair. And understand that whatsoever we sow is also what we will reap. Understand that if you do not guard your tongues, if you do not rein your tongues, it might just be you or your generation that your tongue is destroying. Understand that the power that you are releasing, there are all kinds of powers out there. So you may just encounter a power that is higher than you and you cannot say, uh, I no longer want to say that word. Bible says, say not before an angel, it is an error. So whether you are even joking, mind your words. Mind your words because it is that your word that will create the life that you want. And in saying that, I want to give you my own life example. How the power of words. I noticed at some point in my life, all kinds of things were happening. And then when you ask me about it, because I'll just tell you that I'm just being real. So I will be wanting to say things like, ah, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I I don't even know where this thing is going. I'm I'm just weary. This thing is just so depressing and all of that. Before I knew what was happening, I'll just be sad for no reason. And I'll be looking, what happened? Why am I now sad? Why? What is going on with me? What is the meaning of this? Why is my dad? Then, and this thing took years, you know? And it usually would happen in the area of finances. I'll say, well, I don't have... So I realized that what I was putting into the atmosphere is I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. There are reasons why I don't have, there are reasons why I don't have. Before I knew what was happening, I found that I have put more negative into the atmosphere than I did put 
positive. And the day it dawned on me, I asked myself, these things, these words that I'm putting there, I already sent them on errand. So if I want them to go on a counter errand, I have to send more powerful words into the atmosphere. So I have to say things like, I have all things that pertain to life and godliness. I'm a child of the king. Kings don't lack. In the words of a king, there is power. There is power in my tongue. I have more than I need. My God is a God of all things. He rules all and all. So I be I make deliberate effort to change how I speak, what I speak, and how I say it with the way I say it and I I'm I'm joyful. I find that I am now happy. I'm joyful. It doesn't mean that the circumstance had changed, but I could see it. I have I now had hope. I could now believe God for it. Because understand that without faith it is impossible to please God. So if all I was doing was speaking negative, talking all the things that should not be into the atmosphere, what would happen? I I found out that nothing was moving. If anything, they were just becoming more complex. But as soon as I changed my words to myself, what I put out in the atmosphere, I found that things were... And once I realized that, I now made up my mind that even when I deal with other people, I was going to be very deliberate about putting words that build, no matter what they did to me. I would speak words of life, words of hope, words of a better future. That's what I promised myself. And since I started doing that, I tell you the truth. Sometimes it is very easy. Sometimes it is a struggle. And I understand why it is a struggle because It is in the devil's interest that nothing works for you. And it is also in God's interest that everything works for your good. So all that battle is going on. And because I understand it, I'm more deliberate about my words. Sometimes when I don't have nice words to say, I'd rather not say anything. Remember that the Bible says that a fool, when he keeps quiet, is considered wise. So And it is not every time that you have an opinion that you should air it. There is also a timing to it. Don't say things that are not quite ready. Do not speak out of anger. Remember the Bible says that in the bosom of the fool rests anger. If you speak out of anger and you speak words that are damaging, now that you have damaged somebody, to take more effort to build up that person again. That's why you have to be careful about your words and your thoughts. And like I said, the words and thoughts are the chicken and egg situation. What, which one comes before which one? That one does not matter. Thoughts affect your words. Words affect your thoughts. And the cycle goes on and on and on. So having said that, now what should we do? From today, my dear friend, be deliberate. If you find yourself wanting to say something that is not nice, Close your mouth, close your eyes, 
count one to ten. Whilst you're doing that, you will find that that those thoughts begin to find their way out of your system if you let it. Don't romance negative thoughts. They are not going to work well for you. Do not excuse your ill feelings. Nobody has been built up that way. Sow seeds of joy, sow seeds of happiness, sow seeds of peace so that you too can reap. You know, sometimes people say, oh, I gave him a piece of my mind. My dear, a piece of your mind. That is assuming that you're a saint. And that is assuming that that your mind has so many pieces it cannot be exhausted. Stop going around giving people pieces of your mind. Understand how to go about it. Speak words of life. Meditate on the word. Meditate on God's word. God's word is a good place to start. Meditate on God's word. Fix your eyes on God himself, not on the circumstance. What I find is as long as you keep looking up, what is down does not matter. As long as you ask, even if you can't, you're finding it difficult, ask for grace to see things from God's perspective. What you will find is God supplies grace and he allows you to see things the way he sees them. And just in case all of that does not work with you, understand that you are what you are by the grace of God. And don't let them withdraw the grace that is working in your life just because you will not hone your thoughts and discipline your tongue. Don't let that be your portion. I am so grateful to God that he is bringing this at this time, at this season, so that whatever we create going forward, we will create things that even generations after us would be proud that we came before them. So I'm happy and I hope you are too. And just before I go, have you gotten any of Anne Ajadi's books? Let me tell you about those books. Actually, today, let me tell you about the stories behind each of the books that are already in print. And maybe I would give you a snippet of the ones that I'm still working on. The ones that are in print, in the year 2012, I think it was uh, around early 2012, so I was um, feeling overwhelmed, feeling down, depressed. I'm not even sure what it was, but whatever it was, was not good. So at some point I went to God. I was like, God, I'm so tired. I'm so done. I just want out of here and all of those kind of shenanigans, all those crap that we say in the ears of God when we think, when we're feeling, playing the victim. And God's response to me was, you're working below capacity. I was like, what? I just said, I'm tired. How can you say I'm working below capacity? So he said, I tell you, you're working below capacity. So I said, okay, so what do you want from me? He said, work with me. So that's how the book Work With Me came to be. It was a compendium of God's dealing with me 
over a hundred day period, all the things that he taught me. Actually, I was literally taking a pen and a paper and taking dictations from God. So if you ever come across that book, actually, you should go and get the book. Walk with me in the footsteps of Jesus. Those are not my words. Those are inspired words because I have read the book several times myself and even me. Sometimes I need to drink my own medicine. That's how to know that those were not words from man. Those are words inspired by the Holy Spirit. And just when that was finished, some two years after that, God said to me, somebody who is walking with God, walking with Jesus, will need strength sometimes along the way. So that gave rise to the book, Strength for the Journey. So you have enlisted in this journey of life. You have decided to walk with Jesus. And sometimes you can't seem to find your way or you don't know where you are going. That's when you need strength. And just after that came the book on marriage, the book you will marry well. And what gave rise to that was um, I found that there were aspects of marriage that the church was not addressing frontally. And I wanted to bring it out of the fore. One, because sometime in my life too, my life didn't look like the book. So I, I, and it felt as if I was the only one. Knowing that I was not the only one, I got by me actually. For that book, you will marry well. I prayed, I prayed. And then looked at many areas of life, many scenarios in marriage vis-a-vis what the word of God says. And know this. The word of God is the standard. It's not what any man thinks. The word of God is the standard. Not my experience, not your experience. So you will marry well details every area of marriage. From singleness to marriage to problem marriage to good marriages to divorced marriages to mature um, um, singles to widows. Your marry well deals with all of that. Then we went to heart matters, life matters. It was talking about all the daily wisdom for everyday living as found in the book of Proverbs. And after that, we went to God's Lady in Waiting. Actually, that is one of those books that I am sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that it was determined by God because of how it came to be. I was just in the bath and I was I was stepping out of the bath. God said to me, you know I don't have a lot of girls speaking for me. I'm like, what do you mean by that? He said, will you speak for me? I'm like, what am I already doing? I'm already speaking for you. I'm already doing my bit. He said, no, let's listen to me. So at the end of the day, the book, God's Lady in Waiting, came to be. It is the story of Esther as documented in the Bible and how it relates with us in present day. Then came navigating the night season. You know, there's a way that us Christians can make it look like the people who are suffering or people who fell on bad times, they'd sinned or something. No, that was not the issue at all. I Navigating the night season looked at the time you fell into a night time and you know that you had to navigate it and go through it just so you can get to the other side. 
Then the latest one, Prayer Works, which right now, maybe because it's my latest, but I don't think it is because it's my latest. Prayer Works is talking about prayer. I love to pray. So it was just going to be a matter of time when I would do a piece on prayer. And that happened when God told me, come up hither and I will show you things. So prayer works is a documentation of everything that God showed me during the season I was putting the book together. All of those books are available on Amazon worldwide. Anywhere you find Amazon, you'll find those books there. They would help you. They would lift you. They would show you that you are not alone. That life, your life is in God's hands and God sees you. I believe that if you, at least one of them, get them, read them, digest them. But beyond those books, read your Bible Think about the words therein. After all, the Bible is God's love letter to you. The Bible is how you get to know God. I will come again by the grace of God this same time next week. Till then, I need you to understand this, that you are enough. God loves you. I love you. But God really loves you. Enough to die for you and enough to provide for your future. Have a very wonderful God-filled day. God bless you. Bye now.